Welcome to the Market Leaders Podcast, where you'll find valuable marketing and business development insights from legal innovators. The podcast series is brought to you by Ackert, the company behind Practice Boomers, Practice Viewer, and Practice Pipeline, the leading business development pipeline management tool for law firms. Hello and welcome back to the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today my guest is Stephanie Marone, founder of Stephanie Marone Consulting, specializing in social media, communications, and business development strategy. Stephanie is also an outsourced CMO for law firms. Stephanie, great to have you on the show today. Thank you, David. It's great to be here. Our topic today is COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus. Unless you've been living in a cave, you know that this is an issue that is escalating quickly. U.S. death toll is already in the double digits, and we are going to, rather than focus on information about the coronavirus, for that we would direct you to the World Health Organization or the CDC websites, we are actually going to focus on what firms should be doing in terms of communications and messaging, both internally and externally, and how they can also prepare themselves for what is likely to be a greater and greater escalation of this crisis. So Stephanie, let's start with my first question for you, which is what should firms be doing internally, just taking care of the home front to educate their employees as this issue becomes more and more relevant? Yeah, thanks, David. So there are so many things. I mean, I, I, I wrote an article about this and, and started thinking about it because I realized that many of my clients were not necessarily dealing with this or not knowing what to do. It's sort of a you know, it's an unknown. Um, I talked to friends at big firms that are with international offices in Asia. Also, they are grappling with something we've never seen before. Employers have a responsibility to their to their employees about, you know, informing them and letting them know what should be done. But it's difficult when the employers themselves are sort of trying to figure that out at the same time. Sure. So one of the things I really do think that is important for firms to think about is the fact that their employees really need to feel like they're in good hands with their management and that the management really does care about their well-being. So communication is key. One of the first steps to doing that is setting up a communications team, which many firms already have, a crisis communications team, and that would include your senior most PR professional, managing partner, some individuals on the executive committee, I would say probably HR, IT, and your COO finance team, because you want to make sure there is no disruption in business or as minimal of a disruption in business should things continue the way that that they are. And so one of the things I would recommend right away is to send out an email internally with some best practices when it comes to things that individuals can do to stop the spread of this virus or how to be responsible when it comes to symptoms. So those are things like washing your hands for 20 seconds with soap and water, using hand sanitizer, staying home if you are sick. And what firms really need to do is make it easy for their employees to do so. So ensuring that your remote working function is up to speed and that employees feel comfortable doing that. I know there are some firms that really, you know, really want their employees in the office every day. So thinking about what do you do to make it easy for people to stay home? And then also thinking about employee travel, right? So there are a lot of firms that are banning non-essential work travel right now. So many firms have technology that enables us to communicate, you know, do WebExes and video conferences that it almost seems as if we're in the same room with someone. So I would really say to firms to think about not putting their employees at risk, and also employees saying, you know what, I don't think that that's a great idea right now for me to travel until we know a little bit more about what's going on. I also think that 
Firms really do need to keep track of their employees' vacation locations by asking them to voluntarily provide that information. And what that do, does is, for the firm, it just helps to protect them. A lot of employees are covered under the firm's insurance, malpractice issues, et cetera. But, you know, anybody traveling to any part of the world right now, I think it is responsible to tell your employer where you are going. And, you know, listen, one of the other really important things, David, is the fact that employees are among your strongest brand ambassadors. And whether you like it or not, social media gives them an outlet to communicate good and bad information about your firm. So, you know, employees have the power to let the world know when they're being treated correctly and not being treated correctly. So you just want to make sure that you are transparent and kind, considerate, and making sure that anybody who could potentially be sick does not feel ostracized in any way. There's, you know, labor and employment issues related to this too. I just think there's a lot for firms to take in, and it's just sort of one day at a time, but you must plan ahead and you must consider your employees first. Yeah, great points. Thank you, Stephanie. Uh, What about externally? What should firms be messaging to their client base, to their community, the people with whom they do business? Yeah, you want to make sure that it's business as usual, right? And some clients do have concerns about this. You had actually told me an interesting story about a client that was asking uh, one of their law firms to sign a service agreement saying, you know, how do we know that you're going to be able to provide us with the same level and seamless service in the event that this gets worse or there's a crisis. That's right. So that that's interesting. I, I, you know, I hadn't heard that. I, I did hear murmurs of clients in, for example, Asia, in China, in Korea, who do business with firms in the United States saying, you know, it's difficult for them to function as a business, but they still have business to do. Um, and then firms also with offices in those areas, you know, what, is there a slowdown of work? Is there more work, et cetera? You know, that's going to be, something to really think about. So you want to make sure that your clients feel comfortable. You want to make sure that they know that their business is safe, their their information is safe, that they will have seamless service. So that means internally thinking about contingency plan when it comes to teams if you need to. Again, making remote working and making it so seamless that it seems that their folks are sitting at their desks. And so that's really important as well. I also think thinking about how you can operate with a reduced workforce with minimal disruption to your business is very important. And I I think the lawyers, your client will want to know, you know, who will be staffed on my team in case of an emergency. What I I didn't mention is that firms should really create an infectious disease pandemic management plan that may be part of your crisis communications plan already. But this is something we we just haven't seen yet. I also think that there are some terrific things that you can do to educate clients about the coronavirus. So, for example, um, Epstein, Becker, and Green specializes in labor and employment law, and what they are, they are doing, they started a coronavirus in the workplace section of their website, and it's a resource section for folks who are dealing with employment-related issues to the coronavirus. So if your firm can write about something that would educate clients on the coronavirus, it would be very helpful to them, number one, but number two, you know, I've got my marketing hat on David all the time, and I'm thinking, of how can that potentially translate into business for you as well? I think, you know, it's a very smart thing to look at your capabilities. If you're an IP firm, there are definitely concerns that your clients will have about healthcare, you know, pharma issues, et cetera, their, their IP. There's a lot of products coming in from China as well that may be stopped. So there's um, going to be issues in the retail industry. Writing an article like that would be very beneficial to your firm. And then just as a final note, it's, you know, 
we're all global citizens of this world. One of the things I think would be terrific for firms to do is to find ways to contribute to the crisis from a CSR, so corporate social responsibility standpoint. Whether it's offering expertise, people support, supplies, or contributing to a social cause as a firm such as the Red Cross, who is making incredible strides in trying to curtail this virus, I think that would be just a wonderful thing for firms to do, and that's certainly something that firms could publicize both internally and externally. Great suggestions. Uh, so let's look downstream a bit here. These are all things we can do in the near term, uh, but let's assume that this continues to escalate. And even if there is a, miraculously a vaccine that becomes available even in the next week or months, uh, it will take at least a year for that to be available across the world and for it to be part of some sort of healthcare protocol. What should we be looking at in terms of battening down the hatches and being able to withstand the coming storm? Yes, this is not going to go away. It's going to get worse before it gets better, like you and I both discussed. The coronavirus also is very likely to come back again next year if it should be curtailed in some way. The flu, the regular flu this year, David, was so bad that even with a flu shot, a lot of people still got it. So I do think that firms need to establish that infectious disease crisis management plan now because we don't know what the future will bring. It is very smart to think about all of these things, you know, technology, business continuity, client service, employees, liability. What liability does your firm have? Talk to your insurance folks as well. So planning ahead for this is going to be important. Taking it incredibly seriously is going to be important. And also, I think not panicking, right? A calm firm is what will make your clients and your employees feel comfortable there's so much misinformation about this virus out there. You know, a regular surgical mask will not help you there. I tried to buy Purell the other day in the store, and I was not able to. I would also say prepare statements in advance, prepare a social media blur, prepare, a, you know, a statement to your clients, a statement internally that could be very easily updated. Make sure your firm also has one of those disaster recovery phone systems where if you're firm needs to get in touch with your employees, you have all of their cell phone numbers, and another way to get in touch with folks besides email. So make sure that you can reach other people. It would be a great idea also to make sure there's an emergency contact on file for all of your employees. So I, I think this crisis has brought to light that there are a lot of things that we maybe haven't been doing because we never expected this. Don't treat this as if, you know, we don't have clients out there, we don't have an office out there, we don't need to worry about it. This has come to the United States and it is spreading. And as the summer comes, it may spread more. So we just don't know. So be prepared. Well, I appreciate that, Stephanie. The uh, skeptics may be listening to this saying, well, come on, you know, the more people are dying of the, the common cold than of the coronavirus. And this is something that is getting a lot of undue hype. And uh, I think it's important to recognize that the anxiety level that is out there and rightly or wrongly being uh, catalyzed by our media makes this an issue that we cannot uh, afford to ignore. We have to make sure that we don't appear tone deaf in light of something that is top of mind for people, that is a concern for people. And that in and of itself is justification for uh, most of the recommendations that you've given us, Stephanie. So uh, I think, again, we have to remember optics matter and the way that we present ourselves to the world, to our clients, to the community is one of the ways that we 
market responsibly and that we manage our reputation effectively. I echo everything you just said. Um, people go to lawyers because they trust lawyers, and lawyers are really reputable sources, right? To the extent that you can help to assuage some of those concerns that your employees and your clients and alumni, recruits, anyone has. You know, I mean, I, we didn't even talk about, you know, recruiting efforts abroad and, and in different offices and how this may impact your future as a firm. So this would be very smart for firms to think about communication to all audiences when it comes to this. And it's just, it's, it's just smart for your business. So thank you, David, for having me. Always a pleasure, Stephanie. Stay safe, stay healthy. All of you, thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to sharing our next episode with you soon. Thank you for listening to the Market Leaders Podcast. For more business development resources, visit ackertinc.com.